a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. Utah's snowpack is nearing all-time highs with more snow still on the way. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with details. Adam? Amanda, we're now nearing one of the top 10 snowpack totals in state history. According to natural resources conservation data obtained by KSL.com, we're now sitting at a snow water equivalent of just under 21 inches. It's already the best we've had in six years, and that's only a half inch out of the top 10 winters in state history. To take it a step further, we're only five inches behind the all-time record of 26 inches set back in 1983, and there's still more snow on the way. National Weather Service meteorologist Alex DeSmet says the mountains will get a little bit of a brushing tomorrow, but there's more snow coming this weekend. Just adding a half an inch to, at the high end, as much as two to possibly three inches in localized areas through the weekend. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Because of all of that white stuff, Park City Mountain Resort's going to stay open until April 23rd, two weeks longer than the original season schedule. The resort says this will be the longest season in 30 years. KSL meteorologist Matt Johnson says expect Utah's wet winter to continue. To start the seven-day, we're cold with a chance for snow showers this morning. It will not amount to much. Working into tomorrow, uh, it's cloudy, and then we get some snow showers moving in by evening that could bring another one to three inches of snow and it could complicate tomorrow evening's commute now working into thursday there is a chance some of those snow showers linger into the wee hours of thursday morning we're talking 1 2 a.m and then it shuts off most of thursday's dry highs in the 40s matt says there is a good chance this could be one of the wettest water years in state history We're just two weeks away from spring, and emergency managers are thinking about what happens when all that snow melts. We get details from KSL-TV's Andrew Adams. We talked to several emergency managers from Weber County on down. Emergency managers do believe that for a lot of these properties, the amount of snow on the ground here in the valley locations isn't necessarily enough to cause flooding issues on its own. They say the bigger issue is what comes down from the mountains. Their bottom line is to be prepared, but also to be reasonable. Andrew reports emergency managers in Utah County keeping a very close eye on Hobble Creek, but say at this point it's a game of guesswork. UDOT is trying out a new heating tape to keep the snow off of traffic lights. They say the tape will help melt snow so drivers can still see lights during a heavy storm. UDOT says more energy-efficient LED lights are brighter, but don't heat as much as the incandescent bulbs we used in the 2000s. They say up until now they had to send technicians out to clear up the snow by hand. If you think our snow is impressive, they are still digging out of the snow in San Bernardino Mountains. Ten days ago, California was hit by the strongest winter storms in the area in decades. Some people are still hunkered down and are starting to run out of supplies. Crestline resident Jacob Yanez says he's doing okay on food, but he hasn't been able to get to his teaching job at the bottom of the mountain now for more than a week. When are we going to be out? Because a lot of people are self-sufficient here. But we can't be if we have no clue on what's going to happen. Many roads are still blocked from that storm. KSL's top national stories this hour. The four Americans who traveled to Mexico last week were seeking health care when they got caught in a deadly shootout and were kidnapped. 
A $50,000 reward is being offered in the search for the four Americans. The State Department is working with Mexico's government to find the Americans identified as Latavia Tay McGee, Shaid Woodard, Zindel Brown, and Eric Williams. Brown's family says they spoke to him the day before he was kidnapped. I felt a little uneasy because I told him I had a dream. You know, I said, so I'm just checking on you. That's what I told him Thursday. And then, like I said, Friday morning, I texted and I didn't get anything. McGee's mother says her daughter traveled from South Carolina to Mexico to get a Brazilian butt lift. That's ABC's Andrew Dimbert. A video of the kidnapping appears to show a group of heavily armed men taking the victims at gunpoint late last week. The sister of North Korea's leader is warning that her country is ready to take quick, overwhelming action against the U.S. and South Korea. Kim Jong-un, or Kim Yo Young made the warning yesterday after the U.S. flew a nuclear-capable B-52 bomber to the Korean Peninsula for a drill with South Korean warplanes. She did not elaborate on any planned response, but North Korea has test-launched missiles when allies hold military drills because it sees them as an invasion rehearsal. First look traffic now on the 7 o'clock report, and here's Andy Farnsworth. The drive has been great so far into and out of Salt Lake City this morning on I-15, the main corridor. We're starting to see uh, more traffic like a typical weekday, especially on uh, Salt Lake County's west side down South Jordan on the Mountain View Corridor. In Davis County, of course, it's the Clearfield streets trying to get to the freeway in particular. And in Utah County, it's usually, and it is today, around Redwood Road in Lehigh. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL Newstime 705, the man accused of hitting and killing a pregnant woman and her unborn child has been sentenced. Jack Archibald could spend 35 years in prison for crashing into 24-year-old Libby Allen. Police say his blood alcohol level was near three times over the legal limit. For the second time, a Utah family is getting the news that the remains of a family member have been found. In 2015, Elizabeth Salgado disappeared. Three years later, her remains were found in Hobble Creek Canyon. In 2021, Elizabeth's aunt Miriam disappeared. Now KSLTV's Shira Park has spoken with Miriam's brother after her remains turned up in southern Utah. Investigators say there was no hard evidence linking the two cases. When Miriam went missing, her family spoke about her struggle with mental health. But Rosenberg is still pleading with police to keep looking. The Utah State Medical Examiner will now try to determine how Miriam died. In the meantime, Rosenberg says he'll focus on his sister's life and how she was loving and kind. Investigators say Elizabeth was murdered, but her killer has never been found. Payday came and went for a Kaysville accountant who has been indicted for embezzling more than $2.5 million from two charter schools. Cole Arnold created fake invoices and used the money to pay for vacations, along with his wife's cosmetic surgery. It's been a turbulent few weeks for air travel. ABC's Lindsay Watts. Officials say an Air Canada plane was cleared for takeoff just as an American Airlines plane was cleared to land on the same runway. The planes were about 3,100 feet apart when the American crew discontinued their landing. It appears similar to an incident at New York's JFK Airport in January when the NTSB says an American Airlines plane crossed an active runway without approval, coming within 1,000 feet of a plane taking off on the same runway. Some experts say these close calls are evidence the airline industry is struggling to keep up with post-pandemic traffic. Yesterday, two United planes clipped wings while one plane was pushing back from the gate. And we're just hearing about another incident from last month in Sarasota, Florida. 
Jazz taking on the Mavs tonight. You'll hear the game at 6.30 on KSL, but Colin Sexton's going to be sitting out the rest of the Jazz six-game road trip because of a hamstring injury. KSL Sports reports the Jazz guard will probably miss another week of games before he is reevaluated. High school sports injuries are decreasing nationally, but increasing in severity. Researchers reviewed a national database of high school sports injuries for boys and girls. Total injuries are down, but rates of head and neck injury and injuries causing students to be out more than a week are higher. 44% happened in boys football. About half of those were concussions, an increase, but repeated head injuries decreased. The American Heart Association report credits prevention efforts. Girls soccer had the second highest rate of injury, mostly head, neck, and leg injuries. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.